Now it's time for Dating Dips with Davy. Do you want to have sex with your date? There are the old-fashioned approaches. Of course, waggle your eyebrows, twitch your chin, ask, do you want to have a nightcap? But what all the cool kids are trying these days is old-fashioned communication. Instead of the old yawn-stretch-shoulder-grab move, try looking in your date's eyes and saying, I shoot you straight. I want to make sex with you honestly. Try it and see how it pays off. Tell us. We, we're, we're dying to know how that goes over. Yes, come to see you. I say now, Benson, Jack, Benson, Joe. Benson, Jack, Benson, Jack, do 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 Welcome to episode 191 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm Simon Peltier. I'm Adrian Schoen. We have a special guest joining us in studio today. He is one half of the Blood and Thunder improv duo. His brand new EP, Temper Tantrum, uh, under the name Fequestioned, <laughs> is available now. It's, it's pronounced find. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give but a it, give a warm round of applause to Jamie Mativier. Yeah, you've been here before. Yes, yes. Twice? I uh, I have been here. This is my third time. Sweet. Yeah, I mm. uh, lost Jeopardy. Once. Right. Yeah. I think we all have. <laughs> I I I won it in my heart. Yeah. I would have won. That's what we'll go with. I would have won, but I I made one tragic mistake. Hmm. Oh. Wow, that sounds yeah. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Yeah. I can't remember anything except losing. Yeah, right. Tom. Tom hasn't let me back on the show since. No. Oh, no. is this your first time back? Me too. I mean, yeah. on on Jeopardy, I've been back on this show. Oh, yeah. He hasn't yeah. let me oh, back okay. back onto Jeopardy because and, I yeah. trashed the studio afterward. It was pretty dramatic. It was like a Christian Bale flip out. Yeah. Whoa, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. He really, uh, he really uh, like survived that, eh? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he has the, He's the fine. he has the distinct advantage of being a white man. Yeah. Well, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Just they're all, that they're all doing fine. Yeah. 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 So tell us about your new music. Uh yeah. So um I uh created this little uh EP uh over the course of last month. Um I'm a music producer, but for a while now I've mostly been working on other people's music. Uh, for their web series and stuff, um, scoring web series and uh, doing podcast podcast theme songs and whatnot, nice. uh, which is an oddly big market when you hang out with improvisers. Right. Everyone's like, "Yeah, I need a theme song for my podcast too." And I shouldn't say this, but honestly, you probably don't even need a theme song for your podcast. Yeah. Hey, you know, this is just my take. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so. I, I w- I've been trying to put out my own music for a while, and um, basically for the better part of a year, I was working on this project, and then I just uh, I got back from a trip uh, abroad and uh, a three week trip, and I I tried to start again, and I was like, I hate everything. This is horrible. <laughs> Intimately familiar with that feeling, yeah. Right, yeah. 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 So I then um, did you know. I just did, like, I guess what my instinct is, which is, like, if I hit some kind of block, then uh, I'm just going to throw everything I've done in, over the course of the past year out. And uh, and I wrote this EP in a month, and I was like, October 19th, I'm going to release this music. It's it's dark synth music or synth wave music. It's, it's hard to classify. I, 
I've been asked like in the past 24 hours <laughs> since I announced that I'm releasing an EP. I think okay. like five strangers and maybe like a dozen of my friends have asked me to categorize myself. And I'm learning that I'm not really good at it because I feel like my music kind of doesn't fit into one box right now. But uh, I, I guess the best way to, s- to describe it is dark synth, or synth wave. And um, I did it. I finished it last week. It's here. It's coming out on Friday. Uh, it will be out on all streaming platforms. So Sweet. it's going to be on Apple Music. It'll be on Spotify. It'll be on YouTube Music, which I think is only available in the United States. It'll be on Tidal because Jay-Z Whoa. and Beyonce love me. Uh, it'll be everywhere. It'll also be on YouTube, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, where you can buy it for whatever price you want or just have it for free and will it join be on a Google mailing Play? list. What's that? Google Play. It will be on Google Play and it will be on uh, another service that comes with Google Play, YouTube Music. I already brought that one mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I've. Uh, it's been a real learning curve, this whole uh, <laughs> putting your uh, music up for streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I keep telling everyone that it's going to be out this Friday, but technically speaking i did submit the music a little late so it should be up on friday right. there's like one nightmare scenario where on friday i'm like all right guys uh <laughs> tune into youtube for the next week and uh we'll, you know we'll have it up uh right. next week but in all sincerity uh i worked my ass off on this project and it's uh probably the most vulnerable i've been in a long time uh, it's instrumental music you know so i know to a lot of people it's like how can you be vulnerable if you're not saying things um <laughs> but it's like which is dumb because it's like what are you gonna tell me like mozart wasn't vulnerable or you know anyone yeah, who sure, wrote instrumental yeah. music Beethoven. like what that shit's crazy mm-hmm. uh you know producers are artists too so yeah i i, I mean it you know it's this is a big chunk of me and uh mm-hmm. i nearly lost my mind making it but it's here now and cool. i can't nice. wait to share it with everyone there's a single available right now on uh youtube and soundcloud uh, if you just search F question mark ND and the song is called, uh, a sense of purpose, a lifetime of pointlessness <laughs> and, uh, it's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> I'm it's heavy. intimately familiar with that feeling too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. you know, like I said, I really put myself there on <laughs> if, you, if you follow along with the track listing, I think you'll get a, get a little vibe <laughs> as to where my mindset was yeah. at. So nice. that's fun though. Yeah. It, it should be out by the time this episode comes out at least. If, if hey, not by the 19th, then like by the 23rd? It, it will, in like 90% chance, it'll be out on the 19th. I haven't right. told anyone this yet, but like if the suits at Apple Music or Spotify <laughs> decide <laughs> that uh, they want to give me trouble, then right. uh, it should be trouble. But yeah. uh, it, as far as I know, cool. October 19th is out. So Sweet. by the time this hits, this debate will be solved it'll be a simple yes or no i hope so yeah cool. so yeah yeah sweet yeah. congratulations well, thanks for coming back and it sounds like it's gonna be really fun thanks for having me on listen i wanted to come back here and redeem myself as a guest yeah. after <laughs> i was ashamed that's i mean that's yeah. part of why i wrote the ep yeah. you know <laughs> just get back on here have yeah. a reason to be brought back so. i don't think i was on last time you were on so I don't know what happened other than Je- was it Jeopardy? Was Jeopardy the last time you were? Uh, yeah, yeah. So oh, okay. it was Jeopardy, and uh, the contestant who won was the other half of Blood and Thunder. <laughs> and as, uh, as Tom mentioned, um, I, I do improv as well. Uh, nice. And I mostly perform with Stefan. Dare I say his name here? Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were together. We're Blood and Thunder. We're actually performing this Thursday. Which uh, will be in the past by the time this comes out, <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, so you know, it was it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. It was, was kind of humiliating. 
It was very humiliating. Yeah. I'll say. I'll yeah. say. Being yeah. the shorter half of an improv duo, <laughs> you need to win everything. Yeah. Like, You're at the very least the hairier half. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am hairy. I mean, Which you've I, never seen Stefan's back. No. Is it very hairy? I, I, I mean, I haven't either. I'm just guessing. Oh, it's it's pretty pasty white. <laughs> okay. And non-hairy. That's the vibe I got yeah. when he came in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people can surprise you, though. That's I knew true. a guy once who I thought would not have a whole lot of body hair. Took his shirt off. We were at a pool. Wasn't just randomly <laughs> taking his shirt off. <laughs> right. And uh, just like big old clump on the front. Really? Eh? Yeah. Clump yeah. on the front? Clump Good. on the front. That's yeah. what I called him after that. <laughs> <laughs> from that Man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you never know when there's going to be chest hair. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. yeah, like I have, I have a friend who's uh, blonde and fair, and you wouldn't expect to be very hairy, and I have never seen it, but <laughs> I have been told it is <laughs> like a thatch of a, just rich blondness hmm. in there. I was really nervous about that growing up because my father's a, like extremely hairy man, hmm. like head to toe, every, you know, front and back of every body part. Um and uh, I was like, oh, that, that's going to be me. This is going to be a problem. Mm. Like, I even at, like, seven years old, I was like, yeah, my generation isn't going to fuck with chest hair the way this generation does. <laughs> you know, I just had that, like, generational intuition. Right. And uh, and I was like, this this is it. Like, my best years, I better get them in now. Like, I'm, I'm seven. You know, I'm going to get 16. <laughs> that body hair is going to come in, and I'm going to be over. So. Yeah. So I really like live my life hard from the age of seven to sixteen. Uh, but then, luckily, like I, I don't really have much chest hair. Like I, I'd say I have a tasteful amount of chest hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm biased. I'm biased. <laughs> you know. But, uh, I mean, our generation's actually like pretty down with hair. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. So yeah. You, so you'd be okay. If it's you, true. Yeah. But somehow, like chest hair on like cis white males is still like a That's, bit. Yeah, yeah, that was a really true. good point about the generational relationship with chest hair. Like, I feel like in the seventies, like it was, was celebrated. What? But like, 70s. what happened in the seventies? Did people like apply Rogaine on their chest or something? Because I feel like, or was it just that like now people hide it more? You know, because it was it was it was so prevalent in the seventies mm-hmm. that like low cut mm-hmm. shirt. Or the like yeah. opened up, button up, yeah. you know, all that thing. I think it might have something to do with, uh, this is so cliche, but like the, the food we're eating. Like mm. everyone's yeah. just like being turned into this weird genetically modified human being, you know? Uh, and I, I think there's a reason. I People like aren't as hairy as they used to be just mm. in, yeah. in general. And you're right. We, we are more accepting of hair, like pit hair. Pit hair. Oh, pit hair is making a rise. Yeah, see, like, oh, I yeah. knew when I was a teenager and my pit hair came in, I was like, oh, this looks great. Let me wear, like, <laughs> shirtless, you know, like, let me wear a tank top or right. something, you know? Like, let me show this off. It just, like, peeks out, you know, even if my arms are, like, close together. Uh, but, like, chest and back hair, like, back hair will never be. Yeah, I don't yeah, think back hair is ever going to have its day. No. It's cool yeah. if you have back hair and you're listening, like, we're with it. Like, we're down, you know? Mm. I'm not single, but, you know good there's someone out there for you but like yeah yeah, yeah you know i don't know yeah. I think yeah it's just an aesthetic shift you know like yeah. it used to be like the big burly man was kind of what people mm-hmm. were looking towards you wanted a burt reynolds you wanted a, a tom Selleck kind of mm-hmm. you know a man's right. man right. and i'm sure there are big barrel chested men out there today that are are full of glorious thick chest hair but we've kind of moved to a more kind of skinny um, skinny pasty white yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes, Tom? You rose, I, rose I raised hand. my hand because she said she's sure there are barrel-chested men with thick chest hair. <laughs> and I was raising my hand because she said pasty skinny white boys. So, All uh, representations yeah. here. Yeah. And, and, there's space. and there's in-betweeners like me who are like skinny but have like a moderate amount of hair but, you know, it's yeah. concentrated in different areas. Yeah. Wow. That, that was a humble brag if I've ever yeah. heard one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, just man. an in-betweener. Yeah. That's how I call myself. Yeah. Guys, let's take a trip to the cash corner. Yay. Oh, Why haven't we thought of that? <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a, a jar of cash in the middle of the table that we've never... Shook. We've never addressed the fact That's that good, there's yeah. a change jar it's in like the studio. It's like a sound, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds bassy in the I counted that the other day. This yeah. is so for everyone at home who's not looking at this jar. This is a change jar we set up in the studio here, um, so that anyone who's recording can like throw a spare change into it to keep oh, the lights on. Uh, and like over the course of a month and a half, we've put like over a hundred dollars in there because oh. people just, yeah. I mean, frankly, because there's so many people recording now, <laughs> that we're yeah. just like constant. That helps. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to them and shout out to you. Guys, welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. You probably don't know this, but our studio is right next door to a bathroom. This means that sometimes during recordings, you might be able to hear a toilet flushing very, very quietly in the background if you focus real hard. The toilet here kind of sucks. Sometimes you have to flush it three or four times to get everything down. Also, the seat doesn't stay up, oh so if someone God. wants to pee standing up, they have to hold it in place, or it like falls back down and smacks them. I've been coming here for over two years now, and I've just <laughs> learned the habit of holding it. Yep. <laughs> wow. Every time David uses it, I, I hear a couple seconds after he goes into the bathroom, clunk. <laughs> Every time! <laughs> uh, yeah, this toilet sucks, and we can't afford to replace it because we have a cheap landlord and no money but you can help. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candice, Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, and Sarah, Angelica, and Will. Oh God, so many people, but not enough. Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> Keep them coming, guys. Yeah. Support us on Patreon to get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question once per cycle on the show. Uh, today's featured Patreon question comes from Candice, who asks, Wet wipes versus toilet paper versus water in your butthole. I'm thinking of if a really expensive toilet is worth it. Currently, I have a, ho- I have a hose, not a house, I have a hose uh, attached, but it is cold water only, and I have to pick it up at an angle. I, I have to pick it up and angle it. Simon's an actor, <laughs> trained for. I'm going to pick up the paper. That'll help. Here we go. Not a not a ten in my opinion, but maybe the built-in is better. Please debate and answer which is best. Bunghole cleaning method, guys. I'm so good at cold reading. That was great. So gold. That was great. So gold. It can I all said. be edited together Even... into one really choppy, good reading. Every every word you mixed up, I'm gonna double it. <laughs> <laughs> now I want you to actually do that. So guys, I have a lot, a lot of thoughts about this. Okay, I I actually am really glad that Jamie's here tonight. I'm really glad that Adrian's here tonight, and I'm glad that you're here tonight, Mm -hmm. because Jamie has traveled a bunch, Adrian owns a bidet, and you're very peculiar and picky about things. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I have assembled the perfect task force to talk about this question. Wait, hold tight. You own a bidet? I do. We gotta talk. Yeah. Yeah. So is it a separate bidet? It is a a seat that you can attach to any toilet. Mm. Uh, It has a heater. 
Uh, so you can heat the seat, you can heat the water. There's three water settings for temperature. Uh, you can angle the little arm. Um, you can do a wider spray. You can do a more focused spray. Um, guys. Oh, yeah. I I think I'm going to break up with Claire, and I'm going to marry this bidet. <laughs> I thought Claire was preventing you from having a bidet for a second. <laughs> no, Claire is just very apathetic about bidets. Hmm. She's apprehensive. She's just... Eh. Yeah, the idea of putting water up your butthole is not appealing at first, but then hmm. you try it. Oh, the first time I tried it, I screamed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There was a yelp uh, mm-hmm. across the apartment mm-hmm. is that that shot me in the ass for the first time. Can you give us an, an approximate reenactment of said yelp? Uh, it was uh, mostly like a... Ah! <laughs> you know, uh-huh. uh, something on, on, on that level. Um, but yeah, like it is a life-changing... Yeah addition yeah i'd say i howled the first time it was like it was like one of those it was like it was like i didn't know it could be this good so like i was like what can you I, give us a, a reenactment yeah, of the howl yeah, it was just like uh well it was to myself so okay here's let me set up the, the 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 scene so we had just arrived in japan uh we were in downtown tokyo in a, in a like tiny hotel room like tiny tiny hotel room uh the bathroom's no bigger than like most north american closets that's not like an mm-hmm. exaggeration it's just fact um and uh i'm just like sitting there and i'm like looking at the buttons and you know we'd been traveling for 24 hours so like i was basically incontinent and uh i'm like looking at the buttons and they're all in japanese and i'm like all right well i'm just gonna button smash and see what happens (laughs) and uh so i like i like picked the one that looked closest to the the butt and it there was like something that indicated because there's like a front wash and a back wash Mm, yeah so not back wash in the traditional (laughs) you imagine they just like took everyone's back wash as part of like an eco program they were like all right well we're wasting all this water at the bottom of bottles so we're gonna shoot it up into your butts and clean Mm. Uh, that's gray water um, yeah so I, I basically just pressed the rear button and it was just like just this this like it was like a focused mm-hmm. gentle jet but it's like it's like laser pointer sharp but it's like just soft enough yeah. and warm mm-hmm. just like like you know when they bring you a hot towel on the plane mm-hmm. as maybe I float like maybe I used to fly when flying was like cooler but bring you like a, a hot towel you know all those flights I took in the 50s <laughs> felt so like nice and i was just like i was alone right it felt like you were back in the womb again yeah i was like ah mm-hmm. oh. it was just like oh yeah <laughs> it was just like uh i don't want it to sound too sensual but it was pretty it was kind of like sensual it was yeah it was just awesome i was like first of all i i was just part of it was like spiritual i was like realizing i was like oh like my ass has been filthy my whole life yep. like i'm about to spend a week cleaning my ass just like as thoroughly as possible and then i went off to other countries and immediately like fucking ruined that shit you know (laughs) single ply toilet paper and stuff Uh, yeah but uh that's hong kong for you but uh yeah i mean japan i mean i I was just like in in my mind there is no other answer it's got to be bidet Mm -hmm. you got to go bidet i know the hot my mother-in-law has the hose uh Mm. that that you use to rinse your butt oh this is like an actual i i imagined he just jerry-rigged some sort of (laughs) garden hose up to a sink which i was gonna say if you have gone this far just go the go the distance it's clearly Mm. worth it you know no they they sell like nice hoses okay they they have like Mm. 
nice handles and stuff, and they're, yeah. they're just kind of hooked up next to the yeah. between the sink and the toilet. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like my, my mother in law is, uh, uh, um, let's say, practicing Muslim. So there's like a thing where you like you know you like clean your butt after you poop or whatever, which is yeah, like sure. so yeah. logical. Yes. Like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, you can use toilet paper, but also rinse your fucking butt so you're not walking around with like poop crumbs and yeah. your, you know, ass all day. Yeah, of course. Right. Like Jesus, it just makes so much sense. It's just like the more you think about it, it's like everyone on this continent is walking around with a disgusting ass. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. think yep. about that. Yeah. I mean, know? and I think I will, about it every day. I think yeah. about it all the time. Yeah. So often. I will spend close to 10 minutes in the morning just playing, like, my phone game, and I'll mm-hmm. just keep hitting that button. <laughs> <laughs> that is rich. And it, it's not, like, a sexual thing. It's not. It's just, like. It's just nice. Just yeah. and, and, and it is a strong stream, so it really can enact is a sort of enema. So mm. it'll loosen things up, and eventually, you know, it'll, oh. it'll clear you out. Yeah. So. Just it, sit there. It like reaches in. Yeah. 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 That's an interesting yeah. thing I hadn't yeah. thought about. I've never used a bidet before. You should, you should try it. I've done the wet wipes thing and I love it. And I'm looking forward to having baby wipes in my house really soon. And having an excuse <laughs> I don't think to you need them. to wait to, to have a baby to have baby wipes. In no. Here. In fact, we should probably have some already just, just, just to be ready for it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we don't. Um, yeah. But they're like, it's nice. It is nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've I've had like one experience with a bidet. And by one experience, I mean like I was staying in like a and b hmm. Airbnb that had uh, an add-on bidet. So it was like a regular toilet and it was a thing that's been hooked up to the plumbing. It's like under the seat. Anyway, like I don't exactly know the mechanics of how it was hooked up, but basically right next to the toilet, there was a little dial that you could turn on or off and it adjusted hmm. the, the, the strength. And it wasn't super focused. It was like just a little bit of like a spray that was spread out a little bit, but not like super. Anyway, you guys know what I mean. It was it was cold only, but it was also like it was okay. in summer. I was in BC. It was nice, and it was like c- kind of like what you what you described, where like I think all of a sudden I felt what it was like to have a clean butt. Yeah, and I realized, yeah. you know, it's like the, the famous analogy of putting on glasses for the first time. Where yeah, like, I can I can <laughs> see. It's like I can feel my butt, and especially I, you know. We have hairy butts, guys. Let's yeah. all just let's yeah. all just come out and say oh, we've yeah. got hair in our buttholes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's not what? make too many assumptions. Some of us, we were just talking about, you know, human pollosity. A lot of pulosity. men, a lot of people have hair in their butts. I do. I've gone through almost a third of a toilet roll, the toilet paper roll, and it's it's like wiping a marker. Yep. You know, it just it keeps coming. Yeah. It keeps coming. You know what's said. that? Holy shit! You know, I I, I can't take. I think Kate for that. Hammer said that a couple of weeks ago on this uh, very show. <laughs> Maybe, but I know I saw it from like a outtake from Parks and Rec. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I, I think I you don't can get them for like a few hundred dollars. Yeah, and at that yeah. point, you probably will have some returns in yeah. toilet paper yeah. savings. Oh, well, yeah. here's the other things. It's like it's just so much less wasteful. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. need like two or three squares of toilet paper because it's just to dry. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, or um, mine has a fan. I'm so what? Yeah. Yeah, you Does the fan deal. come out and like <laughs> and then go back in? I've never looked. <laughs> it won't activate if you're not sitting on it. So okay, like there's right. really no seeing what's going on. It has on. a sensor? I don't trust that. What? Oh yeah, they have sensors. Oh, My yeah. mind is 
Because they only heat up the water once they know you're like sitting. Like they don't. They're very. They're very very environmentally. Is it like hooked up to your Nest thermostat too? (laughs) It's just got a little remote, and you sit there and you put your settings on. And I I heard it. I heard it described once where the like the the logic of a bidet versus the illogical existence of pure like like toilet paper is a sole solution is like if there was poop on your table you wouldn't just use a square of paper wipe and be like now we're done you would at Mm. least put some water right right? you would at least use some sort of moisture Mm -hmm. Mm. it's so so dumb that we just use toilet paper in North America it doesn't make any sense I have seen one one thing like I was reading one of those BuzzFeed things it was like weird things about the US that the US doesn't realize is weird and one of those I saw was like a wall mounted shower head and I thought what the f-? like th- that's why is that weird and then I started reading and it was a European person saying that like how are you going to clean your butthole and I realized oh, if you don't have a bidet you can use one of those like telephone shower heads yeah unhook it you know yeah I angle it, it. We, have yeah. The, we have a wall mounted shower head yeah. and I always find I just have to kind of like Put my butt out and spread. A little. But you know, but you know, yeah, it doesn't I hit the right that. spots. Well, you know? it's also yeah. too far. It's too yeah. far, yeah. and it's not. Coming All the pressure's out. gone. Exactly. You don't got. You know, whereas yeah, exactly. if you got that to- that telephone one, you just yeah. kind of bring yeah. it up there, and you've got you've got a, a shower bidet, a shidet. I, well, I would argue. <laughs> Are, are you suggesting that you do this every time you go to the bathroom? No, no, like, just when you no. shower. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've probably taken care of like. The solid bits at that point, like you could just give it a little loofah, you know, pass through. Yeah, I, you've got to at least be soaping, right? I feel like when I feel like if you don't, if you can't get the water straight into your butthole when you're showering, you've at least just got soap in your butthole when you get out. Yeah, like it's, it could be yeah. worse. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to operate that. I don't no, know if me it's Yeah, I, I also feel I feel at a loss for how to, you know, how to come up with a solution in the shower because it's like I. I you know use washcloths and whatever, but it's like I like I've washed my body and then I'm I need to wash my butt. But then it's like well, I don't want to touch this poopy washcloth afterward. You right? Know? Yeah. Where does right. it go yeah, after yeah. it's been pooped? Hence yeah. the beauty of the bidet. Yeah. 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 In and out. Yeah. Done. That's it. My grandma yeah. actually for a long time. I don't I don't think she does this anymore. Mostly because she's like not really moving on her own anymore. Yeah. But like. Oh, so I guess actually maybe wheelchair her, with the bidet her nurses do this. Nice. But like she she for the longest time would keep like a separate like um, hand towel in the bathroom that she would wet and and clean her butt with afterward and like uh, on the one hand like yeah okay you know you got to clean your butt yes but on the other hand she would not wash it after each use and so i would always just kind of be like i'm not gonna use that and i don't know which one is the hand towel after i've washed my hands that's why i think the the bathroom should have its own laundry hamper yeah. Right? yeah, it's own thing that like you you just wash yourself with a yeah. wash even if even if there's no butt stuff if it's just the body yeah. you just you wring it and you toss it and yeah. then you just throw the laundry hamper in you're done That's yeah that I hand mean. towel thing sounds like the start of like a saw movie <laughs> <laughs> one of these hand towels was used the other one was not I would always be so paranoid I'd be like I, I have to dry my hands on my clothes now because yeah. I don't know how many uh, like I know at least one of these has been used to wipe a butt but I don't want to assume that she hasn't wiped her butt with all of them right, right. right. like there's a chance that she just grabs whichever one she wants and oh, I think I'll use yeah. the one on the left yeah. today I mean on one hand good for her maintaining a clean butt Knew better than the vast majority of North American society. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, look, wash that damn. Yeah. That like just wash it. <laughs> just wash, wash that it. ass. Just, like, let's let's be real, guys. How many? Pe- let's think for a second. How many people go their entire lives using only toilet paper and have uh, never thought to themselves that there is a better way? Yeah. 
They've not thought we need a TED talk about this. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> someone needs to TED talk about. But see, we bidets. don't because most of the world is outside of North America, and they're just like, "Yeah, you Disagree. guys are idiots." I'm just working out the population right now, and I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know, man. We're just doing it wrong here. Yeah. Like, I think if you have anything close to a bidet you're already doing you're yeah. already doing good and like mm-hmm. wet wipes are fine but it but you can't can wasteful. you flush them you can't yeah. flush them are there flushable there's wet wipes? flushable wipes i yeah. will go out and look for them yeah. it is a pretty they do premium product cool. to be cool. using on cool. a daily basis yeah like, like you gotta like be bougie it feels yeah. wasteful yeah. like you're spending money to for at that like, point just get a bidet yeah. Just get a bidet, guys. That's it. It's a one-time investment. Look, it is going to be more expensive in the short term, but in the long term, you're going to have a cleaner butthole. You're going to have a happier wallet. Yeah. And, and you'll have something butthole. to do with the first 10 minutes of your day. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> so do you, do you like spray and then fan and then spray and fan? And oh, good question. Fan, or do you just spray and sit? I actually don't use the fan very often because oh. it is like you, you really have to sit there for a little while, and I don't find that like the water's running off anywhere. Like what if it's, it's not so wet that I'm like dampening my pants when I. Or put is it them on. is, is it kind of like those those accelerator hand ones where like oh, when you, you know it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Dyson was, if you put your mouth under it, it's like you know you you look like you're like you're skydiving with your lips and everything. Is it like that, but up your butt? It's just like a gentle fan. Yeah. Okay. Because that sounds like a separate product that I would also buy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could just buy the hand dryer, but put it upside down. It's this is a game, game changer. changer. <laughs> it feels like something that would make you fart in the long <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's dangerous, actually. I wonder if you could get like a, what's that called? Like a, an, an embolism? embolism? From, yeah, you probably could. Right? From yeah. Blowing air up your butt? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Keep your I, butt closed while so. you blow on it. Like, you're not supposed to blow air into your butt. <laughs> That's not the idea. Right. The idea is to yeah. maintain PSA, sanitation. guys, don't blow air up your butts. On September 16th, 1993, NBC aired the first ever episode of Frasier, a spin-off series about psychiatrist Dr. Frasier Crane, the much-loved Seattle shrink from Cheers. Ten days earlier, a baby was born. A baby who, we'd come to learn, was destined to have someone pay him $264 to watch through every episode of Frasier with different special guests, unpacking the deeper themes behind each episode. That baby is me, Tom Zalatnai, and this is a terrible, terrible idea. Tune in to They're Calling Again, right here on the Upford Network. Eat healthy. Exercise regularly. Take cold showers. Avoid sugar. Practice yoga. Drink more water. Meditate. Practice mindfulness. Wear barefoot shoes. Avoid fat. Eat more fat. Go vegan. Try paleo. Do CrossFit. Drink bone broth. Try black Do P90X. Try a 30 squats a day. Eat more day squats. Keto strongly good cat. Mindful Get more protein. Avoid the dirty dozen. Try a bark Drink Take an eye. Wear natural fiber. Use a standing Staying healthy can feel overwhelming at times. Sometimes it feels like you have to change all your habits just to meet the baseline. But sometimes, all it takes is one little change. Ether Kombucha contains four powerful probiotic strains along with essential vitamins and antioxidants, all in a delicious, refreshing package which helps regulate digestion, support the immune system, and aid in the body's natural detox processes. Living healthier can be a treat with Ether Kombucha. Ether Kombucha. Do what works for you. For more information, follow us on Instagram at Ether Kombucha. 
Hi, I'm Candace Pye, and I'm the host of Gal Chat, a weekly podcast where we give you our feminist takes on everything from sex and dating to politics and pop culture. It's a show that updates you on controversial headlines, dives into the latest movies and TV, and discusses things like Tinder troubles and Me Too struggles. I put out a new show every Tuesday with special guests, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Subscribe, rate, review, and follow us on social media at Gal Chat Pod. Right, so we've got a new unnamed segment. Uh, I guess it's just weird shit we found on the internet. So I've been listening to Oh No, Ross and Carrie. They've been doing a uh, investigation on urine therapy. It's one of the most repulsive things I've <laughs> ever listened to in my life. And it, it's uh, so I went to Amazon, and I wanted to read what the reviews of urine therapy books were. Oh my god. So I have one from urine therapy, exclamation point, confessions of a mad peer. And uh, I have one that I very much like from Wendell C. Thomas. Mm. Five stars, the pleasant rewards of urine therapy. This is a perky little book. (laughs) Good start. Uh, (laughs) Rather compelling and to the point. I enjoyed reading it very much. Other books on urine therapy are more extensive and detailed, and we probably don't need any more of those. But this one gives us a more intimate revelation of one woman's personal experience with the process, especially the benefits. I have read four or five other books on the subject in a year or two ago, and all were worthwhile. (laughs) But none of them ever mentioned the taste, the flavor of fresh urine, except for one that said, It had a faint, salty taste. When I started sipping urine more than 20 years ago, (laughs) I vaguely remember licking a drop on my finger. And perhaps, yes, they may have well been a faint, salty taste. But as I increased the amount from day to day, its tart flavor predominated. It seemed to be a cousin of lemon juice or dilute vinegar, which are acidic. One from citric acid, the other from acetic acid. Urine, of course, contains uric acid. But it was more than that. Oh, Urine wow. has had its own distinctive flavor, yes. which I enjoyed very much. And was the main reason why I never stopped sipping it. Often. After each morning sip, I'd think, this is delicious. I'll have another. Since I like vinegar and olive oil as a salad dressing, it just just occurred to me that I might try chilled urine and olive oil on salad. Over the years, I found that the flavor does does vary a bit from time to time depending on our intake. Following a meal of beef the evening before, the urine has an unpleasant bitter taste, for Mm. example. That makes sense. Similarly, after a meal with asparagus, the flavor of asparagus pleasantly permeates the urine. I've tried it warm and cold, and each had its own enjoyable qualities. How much longer is this? (laughs) One more paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) So when I discovered the therapeutic qualities of urine, I did not hesitate to consume without qualms larger amounts daily. So she was doing this before she thought it might have benefits. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. Oh, I guess Wendell, it's probably a guy. Yeah, okay. Um, (laughs) That makes more sense to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a, a woman's book, so I, either way. Uh, I have read how some cultures seem to have accepted urine ther- therapy for thousands of years, especially the people of India and China. One wonders how it ever got started. My vision of someone accidentally or deliberately peeing on their fingers, then licking them, is not too convincing. I have a suspicion, though, that in course of oral sexual activity, one was more apt to have one's tongue come close contact with a bit of urine and was surprised how tasty it was. And then... So if one can screw up the courage to taste that first itty-bitty drop, he or she will be handsomely rewarded. Five stars. Oh, man. So I'm like, just going to start by saying, if you're giving oral sex and all you're tasting is urine, just stop. Yeah. I think <laughs> you're allowed to ask your partner to go wash their their, their yeah. genitals. Mm-hmm. They should not be leaking urine into your, your mouth. No. Like, <coughs> you're probably not doing it right. Yeah. I'm just... Like, you're not trying to... Anyway, look, yeah. whatever. Well, there's this thing It's not about like, the urethra oh, is what I'm saying. And, right. and also, like, when you're aroused to the point of, like... Like, when you're aroused sexually and you're in the middle of intercourse, it actually, like, your body knows not to pee. Yeah, So yeah. Unless oh, yeah. you're intentionally <laughs> pissing on the person, which is some people's thing, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. But President that shouldn't happen. In, is into it. We yeah, but that shouldn't happen by accident. Right. Yeah. yeah. Our bodies have so many safeguards to stop us from yeah. drinking our own urine. Yeah. That's some bullshit excuse. <laughs> I bet that dude doesn't go down on anyone. He's no. probably hyper conservative. No, yeah. no I bet he, he does because he, he really he's looking for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a different type of going down on people. Just, like oh, when you so when you started reading, I thought it was you're in therapy. Oh no! And I was like, okay, cool, cool, I dig it. And then I was like, I mean, this, yeah, this is interesting. And then all of a sudden, that was urine. wishful thinking. I realized it was urine. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What shot? <sighs> So have you ever accidentally consumed some pee? No. 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have either. No. I've definitely I, smelled it. I've definitely well, like lingered yeah, and duh. smelled it. You can smell Unless pee. you hold your breath every time you go to the bathroom, but No, but I mean I've like noticed that it smells like something and been like, huh. Interesting. And like sniffed a couple times. I mean, that's just like you know, I mean, we it's all have curiosity. bodies. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. That's gotta, different than ingesting. You understand it. your body. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever yeah, no, not in my not in my memory at least. I mean, I've I've heard stories of like parents changing a diaper, then all of a sudden the baby like pew. Yeah, oh, maybe then, that's how. <clears throat> yeah, but no right one's like, yeah, let, let, me, let me get that in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of parents be like, "Yep, it was super gross. I had my baby's pee in my mouth, and then I like spat and brushed my teeth, and then I finished the job." Yeah, yeah, no, yeah you know, I'm sure I mean, that was yeah. not a priority. Look, I people have had weirder human liquids in their mouth that's for sure but like i just feel like actively drinking your pee in the morning is like like and on your salad yeah that's the part that really got me because <laughs> i feel like if you're if you're doing it because there's like allegedly some kind of health benefits sure whatever i'm not into mixing it with real no. food no no like, yeah. it's just your level of comfort suggests that perhaps it's more than like you know it's like I don't know. It's kind of like no, you sh- you shouldn't want to consume your own pee no. that much. Yeah, you know, it's cool to be down with it. You're like, oh yeah, I'll like take a sip of my pee, whatever. That's fine, you know, whatever. We're all we're all out here just trying to figure out <laughs> nature, and that's cool. But like, uh, just d- to mix it with yeah. food. Like, yeah, like I don't want. It's like you know, here's some Greek salad. By the way. That's my pee. <laughs> <in there. laughs> yeah. No. I, I think about it in terms of like, so like 
you know, we're about to have a baby slash by the time this episode comes out, it's entirely possible there will be a baby. Um, And like a lot of people like eat the placenta, right? Mm -hmm. And like we, I think we're going to encapsulate it because it's actually supposed to help with like postpartum stuff. So like for the, for the mother to like consume the placenta afterward. Um, But there are people who straight up just like eat it. Oh, just like like, give that shit shit. to me. By encapsulate, you mean like a... Like, put like it into pills pill and then, like, yeah, swallow. Okay. And I think putting it into pills and swallowing it, cool. That's whatever, you know? It's a pill. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to taste it. Yeah. But yeah. I I can't get behind, like, there, there are people who, like, you know, They're like, cook with it. We're having steak. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big old sack of... Yeah. We're having, we're having yeah. placenta with polenta. Well, that's it, right? <laughs> I had a roommate who was making polenta for dinner one time. I didn't know what polenta was yet. <laughs> She's like, hey, I'm going to make polenta tonight. I'm like, where did you find it? Yeah. You've been robbing the birth center? It's that there's there's a, you know, ancient Italian uh, uh, recipe, and it's Modena polenta placenta. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Adrian, I mean, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I think uh, the placenta has been shown to be, like, an extremely nutritious and, yeah. uh, like, yeah, like you said, I mean, that's what it's for. That's stuff. what it's there for, isn't it? Yeah. Is that is that a, like it's like de facto its its natural function? Well, so Pro science. I don't is know. it like a people yoke? It kind of it's like a people yoke actually. <laughs> okay. It grows in the womb along with the baby, right? And like and then once you give birth to the baby, you also have to like give birth to the placenta yes. afterward. Um, and it basically, it's just kind of all the like leftover nutrients and stuff, right? And Wh- like, what is real talk? What does it look like? Um, Theater of the mind. It's, what does it look like? I know what it looks like. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's like a red sack kind of. Okay, it's sort that's of a sack. Was, that's kind of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like right a large on. liver. Yeah, it's it's gross. But I yeah. I get that. See, I think the thing with urine therapy, I think the stigma around it is is that it hasn't actually been like no like scientists have actually come on record and been like yes this has health benefits because I get that like mm-hmm. I wouldn't stigmatize it if or i wouldn't like i don't know i wouldn't feel weird about it if 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 it had if there was science behind right. it yeah the yeah. placenta is like yeah that makes sense that's it like well there, yeah there's and no it's, reason to it's really touted as like the government doesn't want you to know this because it's a, a free it's being shut yeah. down by big pharma it's like the yeah. free remedy that big cures all. keeping you down yeah <laughs> it's it's the it's the flat earth of bodily fluids you know what there's yes. been a big crossover in between the two groups apparently that's not shocking <laughs> but there's a lot of evangelicals in there too there's uh, nothing that would make me want to talk to a flat earther more than knowing that they've been drinking their own pee <laughs> just prior to speaking with me well this has been wild wanderings from the web Hey, that's that's pretty good. Now it's time to jump into the turtle's butt. We've got this lovely yep. stuffed turtle here. <laughs> I'm never going to get used to that. <laughs> Who doubles as a cup holder, and we've filled his butt with questions from our audience. There's a bunch of questions in here from Indiegogo donors, past guests of the show, and also from our $1 plus patrons. Do you want to submit a question for the turtle's butt? Give us a dollar. First question from Patreon comes from our patron, Will Grant, who asks, Having just got tickets to see Mumford & Sons for the fourth time, First being on the introducing stage of Glastonbury with the guys with like seven other people. Hashtag hipster brag. What is the best gig you have been to or what is your dream gig? Hmm. Gig to do or gig to be? I guess be at. Gig to go to. Yeah, like a 
concert. My f- the best concert I ever went to was uh, I saw Elvis Costello a few years ago. Oh, yes. so it jealous! Was, it was a good show. It was at uh, Place des Arts. He was alone on stage with a little piano and like six guitars that were all like tuned differently and set <laughs> nice. up differently. Whoa. And he basically just like you know told stories and sang songs solo and. It was really That's great. Like a jazz fest, right? Sounds lovely. Yeah, it was yeah. wonderful. At the end of the show, he was like, normally I'd do an encore, but my wife is playing a concert outside in the parking lot and wants me to come sing a duet with her. So, Oh, come, yeah. Come my, my brother was at that other okay. concert. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Yeah. So that was great. He's like my favorite songwriter. And so it was really cool to see That's him awesome. do that. Yeah. And then I think he announced a few months later that he was done touring. So, Oh, wow. wow. I, like, I did not yeah. know he was done touring. I might, I might have just imagined that. I could be wrong. But he is like... He's aging. He's Old. getting up there. Yeah. In the years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if anyone is an answer off the top no, of the head. Go for it. Go for it. Um, I don't know about the best gig I've ever seen, but I saw a really intense gig a couple of weeks ago. I went to a, uh, a rap show um, for Pop Montreal. Uh, one of my favorite artists out there right now is called uh, JPEG Mafia. Mm-hmm. And uh, some real kind of uh uh i guess alternative rap if you will whatever it's good <laughs> rap music but it's like it it you know it goes hard um yeah. at certain points and uh the whole place was just a mosh pit from start to finish <laughs> but like a really intense heavy mosh pit like people flying over me i i lost my glasses and like never saw them again like, yeah they got crushed in the yep. pit um luckily i'm like a psycho who buys two pairs of the same glasses just in case this happens. Of the same oh. glasses. Yeah, so I walked out of there and I was like, I got another pair at home. <laughs> yeah. I've had this uh, fucking struggle before. So, yeah, I mean, that shit was crazy because it was so intimate and it was like, it was intimate, but at the same time it was like violent. Uh, so, I don't know. It was just a, it was a life-affirming experience. I was drenched in other people's sweat like a minute into the concert. It was, uh, yeah, it was awesome, man. Um, yeah. Uh, nice. nice. Uh, I I think the best show that I, I might have seen is uh, David Byrne. It was at a small Talking venue in heads. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, he just has this energy of of being so introverted and just spastic. Like he, <laughs> you can tell he's like there's something clamping him down, but it's all trying to get out so hard. <laughs> Uh, it, it was really like an awesome show, though. It's nice. really good. That's cool. Yeah, he's incredible. I can think of like two off the top of my head. One of them was, <clears throat> I guess, the most recent one is I went to see uh, the Lone Bellow. They're like a folk kind of bluesy, rootsy type band from mm-hmm. uh, originally from Brooklyn, and they were in Toronto last year. And I went to see them, and I was so close to them. I was like, like if I'd wanted to, I could have reached over a person's head and touched the guy's foot. <laughs> And I would like it was like just, ju- just pet it, <laughs> just pet it. He was wearing these like clearly really expensive cowboy boots, and I was like, I could, touch. I won't, but I could, I could. Um, and it's just, like they're just a band that have like just such great chemistry together. They're like these three people. They've got a couple other people part of the band, but essentially it's just the three of them and the way that they mm. sing together and the way that they just they're all together all the time and their relationship to music and to songwriting is so cool. And they're all so into it all the time. And it's, it's beautiful. And it was kind of spiritual hmm. too. And both times I've seen of monsters and men too, has been really, really cool. Right. on. And just like, yeah. they also have like their own relationship to their music, which is really cool hmm. and, and palpable. Yeah. In yeah. The way, in the way that they create a show as well. The show itself hmm. is a whole like 
dreamlike, almost mythical experience mm-hmm. when you're going. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's there's, great. There's you something know, incredible about like watching musicians feel their music. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely I felt that at um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle live tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you felt it, eh? Yeah. yeah. No, there was a real. I think that was just one passion. of the ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> No. They robbed us. I get, <laughs> I get that though. I, I went to see a, I went to see Paul Simon last time he was here oh, a few nice. years ago, and it was like it was like that. It was watching him and all these musicians who he was like best friends with for years, basically. Yeah. Like he, you know, he yeah. would introduce each of them and be like, "This guy has been with me since this year, and this this guy's been here forever." And just kind of like I found this guy and plucked him out of obscurity, and and like seeing them just sort of it, it felt like they were just jamming, yeah. but obviously they were playing like. You know, his a hits. massive, yeah, yeah, yeah arena. Yeah, it's really cool. I feel like seeing really Anderson cool. Pack live must be really cool. Oh, yeah. I saw him at the Jazz Fest a couple oh, years yeah? ago. Yeah, he was great. Man. Yeah, he's such a talented drummer, uh, uh, you know, guitarist, singer. He does everything. Doesn't he just he? he just does it all. He's a multi instrumentalist. He's incredible. He's probably one of the most talented people in the world as yeah. far as music is concerned. He's, That's insane. Yeah. And he, he'll like do vocals and drums at the same time. I don't. That's that always so impresses me. That yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, my my dad used to take us to like concerts a lot when uh, my parents got divorced, and he took us to see Kenny Loggins, and it was right after Kenny Loggins <laughs> got divorced, and he sat down on the edge of the stage and like talked about divorce for a while. It was like oh, very all right, nice moment, <laughs> and then he sang Footloose. <laughs> <laughs> This wow. is the song that ended my marriage. <laughs> God damn you, Kevin Bacon! Is that who? Is that who Louise is? is Louise oh, I, yeah. I don't. I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we move on to the next question? Sure. All right. This is uh, from Teffer. <laughs> uh, favorite ways to pass a sick day: best cold remedies. Hmm. Hot toddy. What yeah, is a hot I agree. Toddy? It is. Boiling water, mm-hmm. lemon, mm-hmm. ginger, mm-hmm. sprig of thyme, mm-hmm. dollop of honey, mm-hmm. shot of whiskey. Ah. I always I, say that last one is optional depending on your right, yeah, uh, how you are personally, how, how pregnant you are, <laughs> <laughs> how pregnant you are, and just like your own relationship with alcohol. You know, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I always yeah. say of all the things that don't help a cold, whiskey is the best. <laughs> is, is there a double negative there? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help, but it's great. <laughs> yeah, it definitely doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it kills the germs in your. Makes you kind of sleepy and not care. It's kind of a pain management. Yeah. I'm so fucking lame. I used to just go for a run. That shit always made me feel better. Hmm. While you're sick? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Just go for a run. I don't think that's lame. I think that's cool. I think that that shows some spunk. I don't do it anymore. Now I just stay sick until it's done. (laughs) Now I'm like, whatever. What's in the way? Why Why don't you do it? Uh, he lost at Jeopardy once. And yeah, just been my life. Is I don't know. I used to run a lot. Now I don't run so much anymore because it was, uh, you know, running's like not as good as they say it is for you. Well, <laughs> look, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying big running is trying to keep you running. No, but in all seriousness, if you're not running properly, there's a lot of miseducation on how to run. And I, for one, am not properly educated on the matter. And I would constantly like hurt my legs or my or my mm. bones or just over time the wear and tear of that repeated motion mm. you'd be better off getting on a bike or something so you know hey teach their own but i yeah. i slowed down and and i guess because of that i stopped running when i got a cold um but now i just like i just you know what i try to make sure i'm eating like as well as possible because yeah. mm-hmm. if you're eating like shit like 
you just will not be able mm. to, yeah. you know, you, you got to sleep a lot. You, you just got to do all the basic boring stuff that your parents told you to do, <laughs> you know, eat well, sleep a lot. Yeah. Uh, probably don't drink, you know. Hot toddies are great, though. You can have them when you're not sick. I'll that's say true. they're yeah, quite fantastic true. when you just on a cold day mm-hmm. when you're not sick. Hot toddy yeah. all the way, yeah. all yeah. the way. As someone who has lemon hot toddies uh, when I'm sick, I, when I want them when I'm not sick, I just switch out the fruit. You just instead of making it lemon, <laughs> just make it like raspberry or something, and it's mm. just as wonderful. Wow. And it's just not as because yeah. like I I've come to associate all that mix yes. of right. flavors, you know. But like yeah, make it like. Raspberry and rosemary, or something. Boom. Ooh. Yeah. Delish. Raspberry yeah. and rosemary is Rasp- a nice combo. Yeah, it is. That's doing nice, nice things in my brain tongue. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I think That's my nice my like go to when I'm sick is yeah, eat as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, sleep as much as possible, yep. and uh, I like to do like ginger tea, just lots mm-hmm. of ginger. Um, I did a steam the other day. Oh, that's oh. nice. Yeah. I've done that before. Yeah. I had a yesterday morning. I woke up. And I sounded like this. And like <laughs> my voice did not come back the entire day. This morning I woke up and I felt pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Good. Like That's I, great. So I like kicked a cold over the weekend. Um, yeah. And I did a steam on uh, Saturday. That's with the bowl. And the yeah. You just you water. pour boiling water into a bowl. Uh, I put like lavender and thyme in there. Mm. And it just like felt fantastic. You put a towel over your head mm. so that you're just locked inside this bowl with steam. It, uh, it's boxing yourself with bath salts. Basically. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really intense. Like you have to, it's hard to breathe at first. It you is. have to sort of get, get accustomed to it. But after you like... When you get past that, after a minute or two, you start feeling like you can breathe normally again, yeah. and then it just feels fantastic. What's really wild, too, is when you're in there, your your breath feels cold. Oh, I find when I breathe out, it agitates the water and yeah, makes more steam, steam come out and hit me in the face. Yeah. Huh. yeah. It's I had, only because well, you're you know, dead inside, Simon, that, yeah. that your breath is <laughs> chilling. Yeah. My, I always have like a puff of of steam whenever I'm you talking. Ghost because, breath. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're like a dementor, basically. I, I mean, that's startlingly close. <laughs> oh, man. I think yeah. we have time for one more. Jamie, one do you want to pull a question? Hey, yeah. Cool. Let me do that. A turtle butt Sweet. question. Boom. Has that, has that turtle been bidet? Oh, no. I've never cleaned this turtle. I don't know who it belonged to. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit of Lysol, you know. All right, uh, our next question is from Indiegogo donor Liam Julian. What are your thoughts on esports and competitive gaming? Uh, should it be taken seriously? Do you consider players mental athletes? Does the popularity justify the grandeur? Uh, for example, Capcom provided fifty thousand in additional prize money to a Street Fighter V tournament. Yeah. All Sounds right. like this cool. person's a big esports fan. Yeah, Liam's actually a friend of the show. Right on. He uh, just started a Twitch channel Ooh. recently. Oh, so sweet. I'll plop a link to that in the description of this. You're welcome, Liam. Yeah. Uh, what? Do we think esports people are real athletes? I keep hearing yeast sports. <laughs> <laughs> Bakers. It's very upsetting. <laughs> That's a, there's a big overlap with the urine therapy people. Yeah. And yeast oh, sports. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Gross. What do you make that pizza dough with? Well, you know, a yeast infection last month. Oh, man. Place yeah. the water with just my own pee. Oh, stop. <laughs> Gives a different meaning to Gross. sourdough. Am I oh, right, guys? No. Disgusting. <laughs> yep. oh. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to make it go that way. <laughs> I was super confused. And then when Tom said it again, I was like, no, it does sound like that. It, all right, here's uh, what I'm going to say. I'm going to say if darts is a sport, if bowling's a sport, if poker can be on sports television, 
if golfing is a sport, <laughs> then of course video yeah. games. Yeah, yeah. disagree. Okay. I disagree. All right, take I it away. I think there, I don't think there is athleticism involved in esports. I think there's really. I th- you think I, your wrist could handle it? I you think, think you could go toe to toe with like the world's <laughs> leading you could go Capcom? Wrist to wrist? <laughs> <laughs> no? Like I, I, I do think that there's some very strong hand-eye coordination that is, you know, that is worked on and improved. But like, I don't know that that's the same thing as athleticism, as like physical, uh, what was like physical prowess, you know? And I think that there is a little bit of that in darts. There is a mm-hmm. little bit of that in in bowling and in mm-hmm. golf. None of that in poker. I think poker mm. being on sports television is wrong. <laughs> yeah, so we might all a fall mistake. Yeah. yeah. So I think poker can fuck off. But I think that you're wrong yeah. about esports not having any kind of physical prowess to it. I think that the okay. real pro esports players are really fast. They can stretch their fingers really far, and they can make like split second decisions about what to do when. And they're constantly moving. They're constantly like clicking and flinging their mouse around. You can around. say the same thing with like. Like a receptionist who just types really fast. Sure, but and if but she's and not, but they, <laughs> look at how much of a bigoted asshole I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they are not. Uh, <laughs> I sincerely apologize for that. Error. Holy shit, that's embarrassing. Um, yeah. Well, the difference is just they're not competing. But it is. Mm-hmm. But, like, being an administrative assistant is, like, that's a fucking job. For like, sure. Not everyone yeah. can just go it's in hard. and do that. But right? they're competitive typers. Like, they, they break records for... But I don't think that's a sport. I mean, I... You know? Here's here's the deal. Okay. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me the deal. Adrian. Here's the deal. It's fine. It could be a sport. <laughs> it's totally fine. I still reserve the... The, the right to not give a shit about any of those sports sure. that I'm not watching. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like it's the only way that we can take our overpopulated world and cram them and condense them down and have them have their own sport that they can win at. And, and you know, it's just, it's good for the world as we sit on our little treadmills and mm-hmm. die off in our own mm-hmm. filth. Yeah. So I mean, that's it, right? Like ultimately, it's I a miss thing. you, Adrian. <laughs> Ultimately, it's a thing that lets people who wouldn't have access to, like, athletic competitions have their own version of that, right? It's like how, like, you know, improv competitions, right? Like, comedy sports kind of things. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, most improvisers are not pro athletes. There's probably a handful (laughs) who play softball on the weekends, but, like, most of us are not pro athletes. I don't know. Some of those comedy sports... They're the buff, right? Well, that's it, right? And and it, wearing this, those jerseys, <laughs> they do look sporty. But like yeah. being able to do, say, like a StarCraft tournament or something, gives you the opportunity to feel the same rush that mm-hmm. someone feels like winning a golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, probably more of a rush, frankly. <laughs> uh, it gives you some of them are like team sports, right? Like your yeah. team games. Like if you're doing like a multi online battle thing, uh, like that like gives League you the, Legends. Type yeah, of thing, well, yeah. it gives you the team sport thing of like you know winning with your soccer team and all going out for soda pops afterward and it's like it it gives you this like community thing and it Mm -hmm. gives you this life experience that you wouldn't have if people didn't let it happen so i'm all for esports well and they're filling up fucking stadiums so someone gives a shit it's marketable i I do want to say like i don't like i i i want to let people enjoy things you know, and I, I like that people find purpose and find joy in their life in this. And I think someone's got to find it in something, you know, and if it's if it's esports, and you have a community and you feel good about it. And you feel better about yourself through it. That's amazing. And I'm happy for you. I just don't think it's a sport. What if it's FIFA? What? Still not a sport. <laughs> Still not a sport. 
real quick, are esports uh, co-ed like competitively? I think so. Usually, yeah, yeah. good, yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's so fucked up how like oh, God, women's don't get me sports. Started. What the? F- yeah, like the ones that confuse that? me, like pool. Is it really that much of like a gender advantage to like, just what? Just just mash them together. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. There's like men's pool and female. Yeah, I think well, I, they don't want them yeah. swimming at the same time. See, <laughs> they might uh, it's like they don't even have to say it. People are just like, well, of course. Yeah. Of course the men are playing with the men. When I think in women's pool, they're allowed to use a bridge. Oh. I don't know. It's, it's, well, that's what? silly. They yeah. shouldn't be allowed to use no. a bridge. Because, hmm. yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. I think I don't the know. answer to this question is who gives a shit about athletes? Sports are <laughs> fucked up. They're misogynistic. They're hateful. Uh, let's not play sports. Yeah, let's just play video games instead. Yeah, Hello, no are, concussions. Yeah. No. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on on the video game. Have you ever played the Wii? There's a lot of potential for a concussion in that one. I'm de- I'm certain that if you were to Google Wii concussion, you would have at least five articles of people getting concussions because of that. What oh, about yeah. VR then? Is that meet your threshold of sportiness? No. Why? They're active. Yeah. I mean, but like... I, as active as like archery? I don't think so. If so, you're like moving around... Okay, okay. Here's... So I, I think I think the, the, the thing that makes me hesitate about it is the... You're the, an old curmudgeon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing flannel. I've got... I'm not wearing them right now, but I've got turtle... What is it? Tortoise shell glasses. I'm an old man already. Um, but I think it's that there's, there's the... the removal the distance between what you do and the result of what happens where like archery is like my hand is on the arrow and like it's directly there whereas for for electronic sports Hmm. like either it goes through a bunch of software that just kind of and that's what bugs me but it feels like you're there if you're playing competitive smash bros you can't tell me that when you hit the joystick you don't feel like you're thrusting your hand forward you can't tell me that you don't feel the physical connection no, between yourself I, and the controller. I, like, your like, argument is bullshit. Being being one with the game and being one with your character is different than being your character. Simon, what happened in your life that you won't <laughs> let them have this? It's uh, like I said, if they are happy with it, I am happy for them. I I am into video games. I have played them before and enjoyed them very much. I just do not think that they are that they. But you have, have christened earned... them all non-sports people in your <laughs> Which, eyes. What the fuck does that matter? Whether or not it's a sport, I just care about this arbitrary distinction right now because we were asked a question and we're trying to answer it, and I'm trying to answer this question. Let them have it, Simon. <laughs> I'm not keeping them from it. Guys, that brings us to the end of our show with this week. Do you agree with us? Do you agree with Simon? Let us know in the comments. If you like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can tell us what to talk about, just like Liam did, uh, and just like so many other people. You can leave well. a scathing review about me. It's fine. I'll yes. take it. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. If you want to do that this week, why not leave in your review whether or not you think esports are a sport? I'm genuinely curious. Uh, you can share this episode with a friend who does esports, maybe a friend who has a bidet, or a friend who uh, has a weird towel in their bathroom <laughs> that you're not quite sure about. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatnai. I'm at No The Other Simon. I'm at Boxless Thoughts. I'm at F question mark ND. Sweet. Yeah, oh, that wasn't already <laughs> taken on Twitter? Nice. Uh, you're not actually allowed to put question marks in your handle. Uh. It's F the word question mark. <laughs> 
ND. It's it's a whole thing. I'm running with it at this point. I use it on all platforms. Uh, that's that's good. It works it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's kind of like you're either searching for me or you're not. You know? <laughs> it's just like you're, you're trying to find me. You're not just gonna stumble upon me and pretend to be like my friend. No, you will show up because you know what you came for. Yeah. You know? so good people, good food. You won't accidentally stumble upon you. No, no. I do not want to be discovered. I want to be like by, by appointment. You, you know? want to be sought. Yeah. yeah. You know. I I just yeah. want to meet the person who's actually googling find question mark written out. <laughs> Oh, man. I wish I could say Look, I made it in a month. (laughs) That's good. You can find me on Facebook as well and all that shit. (laughs) And you can use the question mark, not the word question mark. Uh, Does anyone else have anything else to plug? Bearing in mind this comes out on the 23rd. Uh, Nope. No, I'm good. Cool. Uh, I'm in an improv show, I think, on the 27th, but that'll really depend on where baby stuff is at. So uh, check the description of this episode, and if there's a link to an improv show in there that I'm in, then I'm in that. Nice. Goo goo gaga. Getting that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to actually just put the baby in the middle of the table in future episodes and see what happens. Oh, boy. I didn't run that by you guys first. <laughs> <laughs> that baby is going to be a podcasting product. I'm allergic to babies. Oh, that'll be a problem. <laughs> I'll just make sure he doesn't bite you or cool. drool on you or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's just if I ingest them. <laughs> it's just if you like eat the hair, right? It's just if I drink the pee. Yeah, <laughs> Full circle. Gross. Special thanks Oof. to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. The shoes, shoe. This shoe is produced and edited by me, Tom Zlatni, for the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. Jamie, thanks again. This was super fun. Hey, thanks for having me. Check out his music. Yes, come to see you. I said, I 